Welcome back to Sin City Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are a variety of services, but the same Lord, and there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. As we focus in on a nugget of truth for our encouragement here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'd like for us to focus on the image here that he gives of the body of Christ. And so we see in here this compound thought of the unity and the diversity that's within the body of Christ or the church. And so we see that at the same time, it is both united in its purpose and in the objective and in the mission that it is a part of, but it is also very diverse in the components or the members that make it up. And so this is something that's really important for us to understand and something that I believe is beautifully on display here in our local church. Here at Ascend Church, there are so many different servants that I see serving each day that I'm here on the campus, whether that be on Sunday morning, where we have so many people a part of welcoming and greeting and making sure that visitors know where to go, or our children's ministry, our ushers, our worship team. There's so many people serving 
using their gifts, using their talents, using their time to invest in the body of Christ. Or whether it's during the week, the people that are here a part of soul care, the people that are here a part of the many Bible studies and the many things that go on during the week with freedom groups and other groups that meet on our campus, there are different individuals who are using their gifts for the purpose of building up the church. And that's what this passage is talking about. It's talking about how we all have a role to play in that. And while there might be some things that people say, hey, there's only a handful of people in the church that can do these types of things. So the teaching on Sunday morning is going to be done by the elders and the pastors in the church. And that's only something that they're going to be allowed to do. But there are so many other just as crucial ways to be serving on a regular basis for our church, for the body to be working and growing and to be healthy. And so that's what this passage really talks about. And so people might want to aspire and to say, I want to do what this group is doing, or I want to be what this group is being. And they might say that because they think that there's a greater value or a greater honor for these different places. But all of them are equally as important to ensure that the totality of what the church or the body of Christ is trying to do and trying to accomplish here in our local context, in our community, is only done when each member understands its role and is empowered to be successful in achieving that. And so as we think about this body image, it's such a good image for us to focus on because of the brilliant picture that it gives us in saying if different parts say they want to act like or be like other parts, they're going to have struggles because you know that your knees can't act like your waist and you know that your toes can't act like your nose. You know that these different things are not equipped to do what is there. Now, that doesn't mean that there might not be somebody who's currently serving in one area that will eventually grow and be matured and be built up to serve in a different area, but it does mean that for the time being, that person is serving and fulfilling a role in the body that is going to allow the body to be successful at achieving its purpose. And so it's the job of the church to recognize the giftedness of the people and to help equip and to help provide opportunities for them to be strengthened and for them to be grown. When we talk about our mission here, we say we desire to see lost people saved, saved people matured, and mature people multiplied. That middle link is very important in our context, watching those saved people be matured. And so when you first come to Christ, there's only going to be a handful of things that you have knowledge of and the ability to serve in. But as you continue to abide in him and grow in him, you grow in your opportunity to serve and to use the gifts that God has given you that are being cultivated through the daily disciplines of reading his word, abiding in his spirit, being in community, being held accountable, and being a growing disciple of Jesus. And so it's not to say that what you're doing right now you'll do for the rest of eternity for the church, but it could be that that's where God calls you to be faithful. But there's also opportunities to learn and to grow through that. And so the desire is to be content with the place that you are able to serve at this point, but to always understand that you should be being stretched and being grown and being molded into the man or woman God desires for you to be serving his local church helping us to fulfill our mission in our context. And so it's such an encouraging thing for us to focus on here at Ascend Church. Like I said, it's something I feel like we're doing well, but my question would be to you, how are you a part of that? 
How are you a part of serving? And how are you a part of doing that in the context here of our local church? Are there ways in which you could be stretched more to be able to be used in a mightier way? Are there desires that you have to do those things? I would encourage you to share that with those who are in leadership over you. Reach out to them. Let them know, hey, I want to serve in a greater sense. I want to be stretched. I want to be trying these different things where I feel like I might have giftedness, and I want to be able to have somebody to walk through that with me. So I would encourage you to do that. Don't just wait for somebody to reach out to you to let you know about what's going on and what opportunities there might be, but be proactive in telling people where you see your giftedness and what you desire to do so that you can be an integral part of this body that's serving whatever that is that God is allowing you to do in this season. As far as a question here, obviously in this passage, we look back up and we see those lists of gifts. We see the different things that are mentioned there, and we might say, hey, there's a lot of these things that are not taking place in our church and are not taking place in the churches around us either. And so how are we to understand something like this? Once again, this is an example of something that is prescriptive of the time, not necessarily descriptive of what's going on. And so in a simple way to summarize my stance on the gifts is there were some gifts that were active during the early church that were used solely for the purpose of authenticating the messengers of the gospel that are no longer needed as the gospel is now widely spread and it is accepted in the form that it is. And so some of those gifts, I call them sign gifts, things like miracles, things like tongues, when we look at the way in which they're used in the scriptures, they are to authenticate the messenger so that the people will listen to the message that is coming. And so they're no longer active because we've moved beyond that period of time. So most Most of those things were done by disciples or the first people there in the early church or some of the early church leaders that were brought into that. You have people like Stephen, you have people like Paul that were needing to be authenticated as the messenger of the gospel that was growing that early church. And now that it is established, it's no longer needed for those to be practical gifts that are sought out. But many of the other gifts are things that are still needed in our church to help us as we continue to grow God's church and fulfill the commission that he's given to us. And so hopefully that's a good summary for just an understanding of, hey, why are some of these in here? Remember, it's descriptive rather than prescriptive. And even more than that, and we'll touch on this tomorrow, is there's a more excellent focus than the gifts and what's going on. And that's going to be contained for us in the way of love that we talk about in 1 Corinthians 13 tomorrow. So as you look through this passage, as you find things that you might have questions about, as you delve into God's word, as you seek to understand it in a greater sense, as you start to find your role in the church and your part of the body of Christ, I pray you would do that within the community of believers so that they can help encourage and build you up, strengthen you, set you on the right path so that you can live your life in a great obedience and a great desire to put God on display. Know today you are loved.